Can I encourage you to turn to page 533, where you will find Psalm number 23. And as I was preparing for this service during the week, I felt God was uh, putting this on our heart as a passage for today. And that there might be actually someone here today who specifically needs to hear. Um, They've had some news this week and that they need to hear that God is their shepherd, is their comfort. So if you found uh, Psalm number 23 on page 533, what I would like us to do together is to read um, each verse out. And so we'll, we'll read, the Lord's my shepherd, I lack nothing. Uh, then pause at the end of the verse, I will say a couple of words, then we read verse 2. I will say another couple of words, then we read verse 3. I'll try and keep us on track, does that make sense? So together we say, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That's relationship, that's supply. Verse 2, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. That's rest. That's refreshment. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. That's healing. That's guidance. That's purpose. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's testing, that's protection, that's faithfulness, that's discipline. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. That's hope, that's consecration, that's abundance. And surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's blessing. That's security. That's eternity. Lord, we acknowledge you as our shepherd. As our friend, our saviour, our great high priest. And as we rest in your presence, we feel your love surrounding us guiding us as we walk through those dark places. Lord, we're sorry for the times that we failed to acknowledge that. Sorry for the times where we haven't lived according to your will. Lord, forgive us. Pray this in your precious name. Amen. Rachel's going to come and bring our reading. First reading today comes from Exodus chapter 6 and is on page 60 of the Church Bibles. God also said to Moses, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, where they resided as foreigners. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, I say to the Israelites, I am the Lord, 
and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. And the second reading is from John chapter 14 and is on page 1022 of the Church Bibles. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, all who have faith in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may also ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you will know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Anyone who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Let's just pray for David as he comes to uh, unpack those gospel readings. Uh, Lord, we thank you for your word, your word in Exodus, your word in John. Uh, we pray for David now as he comes to uh, summarise what we've done in the last year, uh, but also to unpack who we are here in Camborne Church. We pray that you might minister through him in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. You all right? Jolly good. This is the 28th 
sermon of 2018. Um, if you've been to all of the sermons or listened to them on the uh, website, you will have uh, had 10 hours, 45 minutes, and four seconds of teaching. Um, and I know that's how much you've had because I listened to them all uh, this week since, since Wednesday. I've listened to, re-listened to all of the sermons, uh, which has been a really enriching experience. And um, here they all are. And what you may not have spotted as we've been going through <clears throat> these series is that the series are all in orbit around a single theme, uh, the theme of um, who we are. So we started uh, way back in January, uh, Fiona reminding us uh, to see ourselves as we are uh, and as, as God sees us, as his magnificent, uh, wonderful creation. Then we uh, did a trot through the Bible story, looking at how uh, the universe started as the place where God's space and our space were the same, and how that broke, and then how God, through the tabernacle, the temple, and through the Messiah, Jesus Christ, um, started to restore that order, and how Jesus, having uh, died and uh, resurrected, <clears throat> then sends us out to take with us uh, God's space into human space. Uh, and before finishing up there, uh, Kath spoke to us on Revelation and those, that wonderful promise of, of the last two chapters of Revelation um, and how we can try and keep that with us, I guess, as, as we go into the world. Then we looked at uh, our gospel values. What do we believe in in Camborne Church? Um, we believe in the gospel. We believe in openness, service, prayer, uh, engagement with the world and with in love. Then we took it to an individual level and we thought about who we are as redeemed individuals. We've been chosen. We've been forgiven and accepted. We are part of Jesus' body. And we've been created to do good works. We must remain rooted in the truth of Jesus and that the Spirit is equipping us and saying, don't be afraid. Then having looked at who we are as part of the global church, who we are as the local church, who we are as individuals, we thought about our response to that in the Good Gifts series. And we talked about if God has given us everything, what do we give to him? of our money, of our time, of our gifts? What's our response to who God has made us? And finally, we got right to the heart of the matter by looking at who God is and how we relate to God and the, the many images of our relationship with God through the Bible, or a handful of them anyway. Father, mother, jealous God, friend. And then last week we looked at just simply God is in his lordship, in his glory, and in his power. And so today we come to, we are. So the question is, who are we? And I don't want to, you know, we've done lots of looking at this, and I felt it was really important this morning not to think about uh, individuals or who the church is as a kind of global movement, 
I really want to think about what it means to be Camborne Church in Camborne. Uh, and so that's the approach I'm taking this morning. I also, as I was praying and preparing this week, <clears throat> and thinking about the approach I wanted to take, I felt a real sense uh, that I should look at uh, Isaiah 40, verse 1, which says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. And so as I, we think about who we are as Camborne Church, I pray that it will be a comfort to us. And I pray that we will find encouragement and life in it. Let's turn to the Bible. In our Exodus reading this morning, the Israelites are enslaved in Egypt. A few hundred years before, at the end of Genesis, they're a family and they go as royal guests to live in Egypt with joy and thanksgiving and then a few hundred years pass and they find themselves a nation of people enslaved. And what had begun with great promise and with great hope had turned to disappointment and hardship. And I think that we need to recognize that as Camborne Church, this last 10 months or so, has not been the easiest time to be members of Camborne Church. Let's be honest here, it's been pretty tough. And there have been times, I'm sure for all of us, when we've been fed up with things, we felt abandoned. There have been people who we used to see every week who we don't see anymore, and that hurts. I'm sure we've, all of us who've, particularly those of us who've been here for a while, will have felt something of that. And I feel like that's where the Israelites were, in a place of real um, disillusionment and disappointment. But somewhere far away from where the Israelites were enslaved, God had been preparing a man his entire life. Someone who would go and lead his people, who would lead them out of the time of hardship and would lead them into the promised land. And he said, God said to Moses, therefore, say to the Israelites, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. I will free you from being slaves to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with mighty acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the yoke of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession, I am the Lord. And so this morning I feel that God is saying take comfort because he is preparing a leader for us and he is leading us out 
of our place of difficulty and disappointment. And he says to us this morning, you are my people and I am your God. And this is the land I have given you. That Camborne Church is made for Camborne. And this is our land. This is our mission field. And you are my people and I am your God. So take comfort because we are Camborne Church. And this is our place. Let's turn to the John passage. One of the disciples had said something foolish, as the disciples were wont to do, and has asked to see the Father. And Jesus says, don't you know me? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. There's a fallacy which is really easy to fall into when you're in a vacancy period. Some of you have heard me say this before. But the fallacy is that we are a church without a priest. And it's not true. I refer you to Hebrews 4, verse 14 to 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to feel sympathy for our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Something we are not is a church without a priest. We have a priest. We have someone who brings us before the Father. We have someone working with us, meeting with us every Sunday. And although we have for a time cut out the middleman, um, and I, I said at the first service, you know, I'm not suggesting we get rid of the middleman forever because, you know, middlemen can be useful. But we do have a priest. We are prepared to meet God and we are presented before God by Jesus, who is the priest of all. Amen. Thirdly, Jesus goes on to say, If you love me, keep my commands and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you. And be with you forever, the spirit of truth. You will know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. The language there, the, uh, Jesus speaks of the spirit as the advocate. It's courtroom language, and this is not uncommon in the Bible. If you've read Job, you'll uh, recognize the idea of God as 
uh, a judge in a courtroom. And in Job, we see the prosecutor in the courtroom, the devil, the forces of evil, the discouragement, the bad things that happen to good people. And it's very easy in the face of the accuser to lose hope, to lose sight of the things which are true and important, to lose sight of who we are. But Jesus says he has sent us an advocate, someone who will speak in our defense, who presents us before the Father and says, no, all of that is lies. All of the discouragement and the pain and the giving up comes from, comes from lies and the father of lies. And we have someone who is speaking truth to us and to the father about us, the spirit of God. And not only does the spirit defend us, we see elsewhere in scripture where the spirit's discussed, particularly in the early church, the spirit equips us. And he empowers us and he sends us out and he blesses us and he goes with us. So that's who we are as well. We are God's people in Camborne and he is our God. We are a church with a wonderful, wonderful high priest and we are defended and empowered and sent out by the Spirit. And you may have noticed that there's a little Trinitarian thing going on there, Father, Son, Spirit. I've had the experience this week. I, um, I picked these verses and then forgot all about it. And then I came to them this week and thought, oh, that's clever. Um, and I don't remember being that clever at the time because I was in a bit of a rush when we were planning this series and I had to kind of just, you know, I just made something up. And uh, you, know, you ever get the experience where you read something past you's done and you think, oh, I couldn't do that. I, I don't know how you... <laughs> Um, but I've had that experience this week. And this Trinitarian thing is, because what is the Trinity? We learned about the Trinity before Christmas. The Trinity is a loving community. God is community in and of himself. And he is an image of, uh, of community that we aspire to. And in our community, as we love one another, as we do God's work, in this place, we are an image of God and we are a picture of the triune God whom we worship. So may that be an encouragement to you also. Jesus said, by, your, by their works shall you know them. So as I kind of round up thinking about who we are. Can you skip over to the other slide, the other thing? I was thinking about who we are. What do we do that shows who we are and what we believe? Um, this is uh, Brainstorm. I, I gave the 9.30 a blank sheet. So you've, um, in some ways, you've got it easy because you can see kind of the things I'm thinking of, but also some of the easy ones have been taken. We do a 9.30 service every week. We have a food bank. We have home groups. We do... Uh, extreme and the youth work and our links with Wickham and CYPs. We do children's work, which we've just won an award for because we, uh, if you weren't at the church meeting, you might have missed that. We've just been awarded by the URC um, a thing called Child Friendly Church. Um, and I really feel that's a, a positive thing that the advocate is, is doing. Let no one say 
that this church is a church which stands in the way of children meeting God because we have a certificate to prove it. We do work with old people. We do pastoral care work. We have 19 the coffee house. We have a gospel choir. We have a church counsellor who work tirelessly to make our um, governance more godly and more uh, efficient and, um, and to improve that. We have something like 12 subcommittees who plan services and worry about finance and think about how we keep the lights on. We send out Christmas hampers every year. We have a school and links with the vine. What else? There's loads more. Sorry? Holiday club this week. Yes, thank you. Can we type that up? Brilliant. What else? Encounter shoe boxes. Uh, yes. I would add actually to Encounter, we have uh, now three Sunday evening services per month. We have Encounter, we have a prayer meeting, uh, and we've got the, uh, the Bible reading services that I've just started. Um, so not only do we do two meetings on Sunday morning, most evenings now, more evenings than not, we also have a meeting in the evening. What else? Yes, our giving to um, international mission and uh, we sponsor children and um, give to all of those other things. That's brilliant. Thank you, Ginny. Anything else? Football team, thank you. What else did I think? I, I kind of, I did some brainstorming in the week and I can't remember what else I thought of now. Um, Yes, we do all of those seasonal things, don't we? We do light party, we do uh, Chris Dingle, um, we do the carols on the green, yeah. Schools work, yes, yeah, school assemblies. Um, great, what else? Yeah. We do barbecues, yeah, very good. Um, actually, that's a really good point, because not only do we do barbecues, we're having um, a, um, what do you call it, safari supper. Um, we, you know, we hang out together and we have fun and we enjoy each other's company and I don't think the importance of that can be understated. The deck chair stuff and everything that Beth's been doing uh, in Upper Camborne, yeah, that's really good, thank you. We are family, yeah, that's beautiful, thank you. Posada, yes. No one's actually said we do an 11 o'clock service each week, which I think we should probably recognise. Um, yes, the worship. I mean, Janine's standing in front of the board with all of the jobs. You know, if you... If, if, if we, <laughs> so she's cheating. If we break down, though, what actually goes in, you know, I say we do a 9.30 and 11 o'clock, and it's, it sounds easy, but there's, what, five, six, seven, eight rotors that go into that every week? Worship and tech and speaking and Bible reading and prayer and leading and... Tea and coffee and children's work and youth work and everything. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, so yes, the worship group uh, goes, is, is part of that, yeah, definitely. I feel like we're kind of losing steam on that a bit, so we'll wrap it up. But um, I'm sure there's more which we haven't even thought of yet. The men's barbecue, yep. Um, we've got barbecues, yep. <laughs> cool. This is a lot of stuff. 
considering we don't have a full-time, you know, we have a priest, uh, you know, can't stress that enough, but considering we don't have a full-time paid minister to do all this stuff for us, we do a lot of stuff. And we have links into so many parts of this community. I feel like Camborne would really notice if we went away. So that's who we are. We are doing God's work in our village. Can you skip back to um, the open LP? Let's finish by reading the Nicene Creed together and just restating what we believe. We are Camborne Church and we believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We are Camborne Church and we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried on the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We are Camborne Church, and we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We are Camborne Church, and we believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. This is who we are. We are God's people in Camborne. We have a wonderful high priest, a spirit who speaks for us and empowers us and sends us out. We have work in every part of our community and we are doing amazing things in the most difficult of circumstances. And we believe in the Father, the Spirit, the Son and the Spirit, the church in baptism, in forgiveness, in resurrection, and eternal life to come. That is who we are. Amen.